Hello and welcome to the lineup at TrueBlueLayPodcast.com. Is that the, what it, it's, you know, we, it needs to be like how they name baseball stadiums and get around the sponsorship thing. Obviously a dot biz. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, the lineup, uh, that's what we're going with for the normal sort of weekly episode, uh, the lineup with True Blue LA, whatever you want to do. Uh, we're getting there. Um, yeah. Uh, as you can tell, we're fully committed to this. So, yeah, that's that's what we're going with. We are now the lineup, uh, as opposed to leading off with True Blue LA, which is our weekday morning podcast. Um, but, yeah, so that's what we are now. And, yeah, we'll see you next week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> what a great episode. It was just tight. Oh, no, we should probably talk about baseball. What? All right. I guess. According according to this, it's uh, the season is a third the way done, and that feels wild to me. It feels like yep. we started last week or something. So uh, we're gonna catch up and kind of look at the the third ahead of us after uh, sort of the middle of the season. See what's coming up. Maybe make some predictions, and then we've got some questions from Craig after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A third the way over? That can't be right. Yeah, there. So, this is a weird thing because I was, I, I, I can't remember if this was something in the comments or if I was just randomly thinking about it, but it was more like something in my head. I, I'm usually, I'm usually not a rumors guy or anything like that. I, I sort of abhor more, rumors. You're more in the tusk. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yep, yeah, that's right. Um, no, it's all true. Um, one of the best Flight of the Concords jokes. Um, but so I was thinking, though, what like what would what would the Dodgers get at the trade deadline? And then instinctively, I was like, well, that's like a billion light years from now. And uh, sure enough, it's like next month. Like you know, <laughs> although technically not yeah. true because it is August second this year. But you know, it's basically right around the corner. Um, and yeah, that and the fact that the third of the season is, is upon us. I, I've done for like a decade, although I took a few years off, I guess, doing this. Um, but just sort of doing the, um, looking at the season in thirds, you know, first, first 54 games, second 54 games, third 54 games, just to see how, you know, some players fluctuate, uh, who's healthy, who's not, that kind of a thing. Um, but yeah, like I, I wasn't even thinking about it this year. And then um, Ryan Walton texted me like a week ago or something, and he's like, "Hey, the I don't I don't remember." He just sort of casually brought it up, and it like hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> that used to be well, okay. It, it's much easier to do that post now because I sort of have a better system for getting the stats, but like. It's, it's especially easy the first 54 games because you don't really have to go dig through like game logs or anything like that um, but yeah it's uh, it's it's a 
no, it's a labor intensive post, and uh, and, and I was like, oh crap, I have to do this. And then so I was jokingly blaming Ryan for like a few days, like, look what you made me do, <laughs> as if as if he controlled the schedule uh, and it was all his fault. So thanks a lot, Ryan. Yeah. So anyway, but we'll, we'll we'll talk about that in a second. But just just to like go over a little bit of since we last recorded, uh, we were recording last week during the third and final game against the Pirates, and uh, and thankfully it was just the final game against the Pirates because the Dodgers uh, got swept away by the mighty Pittsburgh team. Um, and then they was like, hey, then they win the first two games against the Mets. Maybe they're going to turn around. No, they lost the next two. Then they got shut out by the White Sox with A.J. Pollock, of all people, um, uh, hitting a pinch hit double on like the first pitch he sees against the Dodgers since he got traded. And they get shut out, so they've lost uh, six out of eight, um, but still, you know, do relatively well. Like you, you, you want to look at it on the the wider view, but um, also in the last week since we recorded uh, Edwin Ham Edwin Hamstring, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is Rios, Rios yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> so the one of the funnier parts here. So Edwin Rios, he finally like got some extended playing time months he was hurt, but also he was sort of wedging his way in there a little before that happened. Uh, he was 10th, 10th on the team in plate appearances, second in home runs to Mookie Betts, because uh, he was very effective, and yeah, then he injured his hamstring, and the phrase you never want to hear, tore the hamstring off the bone. Um, I believe this happened with Hyunjin Ryu's groin a few years back, and that, it just... It nauseated me, um, mm -hmm. and so not not a fan of that. So he's going to miss a while, and I believe the phrase Dave Roberts used was a handful of weeks. So it's not your, it, you know, there's never a typical with hamstrings, but it's not it's not like a two week thing. It's, it's more like we'll see after a month or something like that. Who knows? And then the other thing was a couple of occasions. Uh, it, it's annoying how often. A team with, and it's not just the Dodgers, but it's annoying how often a team with 14 pitchers can seemingly run out of pitchers. Mm -hmm. Like they, um, they tried to use uh, Zach McKinstry, a position player, to pitch on Saturday when they were down five. The only problem was there's an actual major league rule where position players aren't allowed to pitch unless uh, the deficit, one way or the other, is six runs, and. To be fair, uh, that's been on the book since 2020, but it wasn't enforced until May 2nd this year because of the various restrictions, first for COVID the last two years, and then for the lockout uh, expanded roster stuff this year. So, like, it was there. Like, the, last year, Justin Turner finished off a game um, when the Dodgers were down 5 nothing, for instance, because it was allowed. And uh, for all that, I, I, a regular complaint I saw online, and it never it's never good to judge uh, something of complaints you see online. Um, but uh, a lot of people were sort of killing Dave Roberts in the moment and going, ah, Buck Showalter, you know, out like running circles around Dave Roberts. But it was the umpires who disallowed it. And then after the game, Buck Showalter's like, yeah, I didn't realize the rule either. <laughs> so it was <laughs> just kind of funny. But like, yeah, and then there's that. And then gets to a point where they, so they, they have the off day Monday and then they go into the, the White Sox series. And 
I didn't see any of this in the post game um, interview that that was that was uh, on Sportsnet LA. At least they're on the road right now in Chicago. So, um, but it seems like, given how they were using relievers yesterday, um, that my guess is like Bruce Gratterall, Alex Vesia, and Evan Phillips were all like unavailable. Um, they had all, all three of those pitched Saturday, Sunday, Gratterall went 26 pitches like, and got, um, he went, uh, in parts of two innings. Uh, and plus he had pitched like three out of the previous four. They generally like to give two days off after that. Obviously it's, it's, you know, you, you don't always get an uh, ideal situation like that, but so I think they were staying away from that. And then, so they end up going with Phil Bickford, who was just called up. Uh, yesterday, because Craig Kimbrell is on the paternity list for this series, uh, he and his wife had a son or are having a son, and he's going to join the Dodgers again in uh, San Francisco. And then so they go Phil Bickford and then David Price. Um, and David Price has been like reasonably effective. Like you know, you can argue his stuff is pro- might be like the worst on the staff, but like it's all relative, right? He was still like reasonably getting outs, but then um, within a span of Four pitches from David Price. Bickford gave up two singles. One of them was a dribbler through the hole, but um, two outs in the inning. Uh, Price comes in. Four pitches later, it's a scoreless game. is four nothing. Um, so it just was bad. And it's not not to like sort of put it all on Price or, or that, but it's just that's sort of how it goes sometimes. Uh, like I, I always say, like there there are an astonishing number of times during a season where sometimes. Uh, a team is just trying to buy an extra inning or something just randomly because they just want to get through with a certain guy or whatever. But yeah, so it, it is remarkable how, how often they sort of, uh, with a 14 or not a nine man bullpen essentially, uh, can run out of pitchers. And, uh, I think that has to do with just sort of the style of usage. You, you rarely see, uh, relievers going like, like multiple innings regularly anymore. Uh, so it's usually like, give us everything you can, uh, empty the tank and we'll use you for an inning. And then, and then that's it. And then I don't know. It's, I don't know if that's the best way. Like it might be the best way. And, and I, I sort of said this the other day, but like, I don't know if my objection to this is just because I grew up with, um, you know, teams using like, 10 or 11 pitchers all season rather than like 30 or 25 or whatever. Um, and is it just that, or is it like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know exactly what my objection is to it. It just strikes me as weird how, how often they're seemingly like hurting for arms. I don't know. It's weird. Before we get into some second, third, (laughs) <laughs> right. Yeah, the good good luck. And third just sounds so weird. We're we're gonna have a harder time coming up with how to describe that than we did naming this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the middle third challenge, where you and I are going to make some predictions. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about the futures game? Yeah. So um, the another thing, is sort of a, 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 um, showing like where we are in the season. Like, oh, the All Star game is like yeah. coming up. It's f- five weeks from now, basically. And um, so, the an email came in today uh, about the futures game, which is going to be on. Um, actually, 
wait, I don't remember if it's Saturday or Sunday. Um, I will check that while I'm talking to you, which is always exciting. No, um, <laughs> yeah, it's on Saturday this year instead of Sunday. That That's what they changed. So, uh, yeah, but it's at Dodger Stadium, like the all, all-star festivities are. But the email, uh, I, I found this, like, funny in a weird way. This is just the, the subject line of the email. Quote, Former Dodgers Mike Sosha, Jimmy Rollins to manage serious XM All-Star Futures teams. So, on its face, like, you know, it's just, like, pretty standard. Mike Sosha, you do associate him with the, the Dodgers, like, as a player. But, obviously, his managerial career was with the Angels because um, the Dodgers sort of let him get away, like, um, at the end of the, the 90s, you know, during the uh, – when – uh, first time when, when Fox owned the team and then he, he goes to the Angels. I actually don't remember the timing. He could have technically, I don't remember if he if he got away before Fox officially owned the team, but there was a falling out. Um, but yeah, so like, but it, it's just funny, like former, obviously the, it, the Dodgers are hosting, so you, you're linking these people to the Dodgers if they were. And Sosha is certainly a Dodger, like playing wise, but his as a his role in this game is manager, and his he's he's an Angels manager, right? Like so, it is just sort of funny in that regard. It's like, oh, he's finally managing at Dodger Stadium, you know, that kind of a thing. <laughs> or I guess, yeah, he's managing in the home clubhouse at Dodger Stadium. Maybe that's the angle. Um, but then, of course, Jimmy Rollins. Is, for, it's like you know, it's like saying, oh, former Dodger Jim Tomei or something. Although to be fair, <laughs> Rollins played for a whole year. And, like, was a starter for that year, although um, Corey Seager came up in that September and was really doing well, although he was he played some some third base. But, yeah, it, it just, I don't know, that struck me really funny. Um, and, and But, yeah, so there's going to be a lot of, like, there's, always like, events. I think uh, Ethier, Andre Ethier's, like, taking part in the, the celebrity softball game. There's, uh, there's other people, but it's just, like, you know, there's going to be, as many people like linked to the Dodgers, um, just sort of hanging out. That, that's sort of a cool thing. I think we'll, are you going to go we'll talk? Uh, yes, I, I don't know exactly the timing. Um, so I, in theory, I, I think the plan is Tuesday for sure. Monday is a maybe. And then I think, I don't know, just because there's a couple things. So, the Futures game, maybe, on Saturday. Then the Sunday is, I forgot other what other events are Sunday, but the Sunday is also the first round of the MLB draft, which is also in L.A., and the, that they put the draft, like, during All-Star stuff is obscene. <laughs> it's like, there's a lot of stuff going on. So, um, there might be some things, like, uh, there, I think there might be some SB Nation stuff I might have to do, so I don't, I'm not sure exactly what my availability is going to be to go, and I don't, I'm not that enthused about uh, going to like, uh, you know, the whatever the like the ex, the All Star Experience thing is downtown. Like, if there's something I can do from there, maybe, but it just like. I think I could be more productive if I don't go to that, but I, I'm not sure yet. I haven't figured out that angle. Um, but yeah, going to go at, pro- at least Tuesday, hopefully Monday, 
and then figure out the rest from there. Cool. That'll be fun. You'll so, have fun. Yeah, I think so. It'll. I mean, it, it's you know, it'll be, it'll be real fun. Um, Dodgers haven't hosted since 1980. I I was four. I didn't even know what the All Star Game was at that point. So, <laughs> um, you you were talking about the how to describe the second 54 games, second third of the season. It reminds me like there's I don't like isn't there there's um isn't there like a famous bank I don't know if it's Utah only or if it's branched out but like fifth third bank there or at something. least is one in uh, Florida I was in uh, Tampa this past weekend and drove drove by one and I had I'm sure I've driven by that specific branch before because I have family in Tampa yeah but had forgotten it and was very confused <laughs> yeah you just do it like a double take you're like well that's not a that's not a real thing like, <laughs> um. So, all right. So my idea—you could call is, it the, like the meat of the season. It's the the, ooh, the sandwich, sandwich the, the metaphor, the torso. We should make them. <laughs> this this podcast having a sandwich metaphor makes sense to wait, me. Wait, the belly of the season, <laughs> and we can tie in as many Cody Bellinger questions as possible. <laughs> um, there are Cody Bellinger questions coming. Um, so I, my idea here is if we look at the the second uh, third of the season, which is games. 55 through 108, the, the loss in Chicago on Tuesday was game 55, so we've technically already started, but they, they have not added to their run total I'm yet. about to say, uh, it doesn't affect yeah. this prediction contest at all, nope. unless it's and, uh, home runs, get, or excuse me, doubles given up. That's right. Yeah, and, and so I think we're just, I'm, we're going to go through sort of uh, uh, questions from Craig style. Um, we're going to each pick a side, uh, on, on some of these. And, um, so yeah, I, I wrote a few down. We'll, we'll come up with more as we go here, but okay. So my first thought was who's going to have more RBI in the next, uh, second third of games here. Uh, Trey Turner and Freddie Freeman, they had a combined 74, uh, runs batted in, in the first third of the season or Justin Turner, Chris Taylor, Cody Bellinger, that group had 76 RBI. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a strong preference either way? Uh, for this one, I don't. I'll let you take first step. Okay, so so Trey Turner had a he had a lot. He he had forty four of the of RBIs. Then Freeman had thirty. I suspect Freeman will have more. Um, I don't think Trey's going to drive in forty four again. But with Betts and Freeman ahead of you, maybe he will. Like so. But three players instead of two—that's that's the sort of draw here. Um, that said, I'm I'm going I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Trey and Freddie on this one. Okay, I'll take the field. Yep. Next one's right. more runs between Betts and Freeman, who have 87 through the first third, and then JT Taylor, Bellinger, and Smith. And I'm also gonna take the field here. I just four four players greater than two players. Yeah, four four versus two. And, like, admittedly, like, Mookie was scoring, <clears throat> like, a run per game. Um, you know, for a while, he, he's he's in a relative slump right now. He's down to, like, I think he's two two games ahead of runs or something on the season. We'll, we'll see. But um, and so we'll, let's just go into some more quick hitters, uh, more homers. Uh, so there's there's four guys who hit six home runs. Well, I split them into two. Um more homers here. Uh, Cody Bellinger or Chris Taylor in the second, third? I'm going to take Taylor. All right. 
And then um, Will Smith or Trey Turner. Now, this is a weird one, or not? A, it's not a weird one, but I like I have an instinct, so I, I guess I'll go first on this one. But my thought was like, you know, Will Smith seems to perpetually be the guy who um, hits the ball hard all the time, but sometimes gets robbed. And his, you, you look at his stature, like. They should be better. And then, then he goes through, like, hot streaks or whatever. But then, just if you look generally, like, last year, um, Will Smith had 25 home runs. Trey Turner had 28. So it's not inconceivable that Turner could hit more home runs just generally than Smith. And the fact that Smith's a catcher and Trey plays every day. Um, so I'm going to go with Trey Turner here. Okay, that I was going to take Will Smith, so that works. So, so you get you get Will Smith's eleven home run uh, second belly of the season, if you will. <laughs> um, this one is is a more, um, uh, a more equitable uh, balance than the the previous uh, two versus four, but uh, it's most or more hits. Um, you have your top three: Mookie, Freeman, Trey Turner. They had one hundred and eighty nine hits in the first uh, fifty four games. Versus uh, Taylor, Justin Turner, Gavin Lux. Oh no, five people. That's right. Oh, good lord. So it's basically the uh, of the non catchers, uh, three versus five of the of the. Oh no, Smith is in there. Just pretend I know what I'm talking about here. Uh, so it's Taylor, Justin Turner, Gavin Lux, Cody Bellinger, Will Smith. So that they had 197 hits to 189. Uh, who, who do you want out of that group? I'm thinking. No, yeah, I've been taking the field ball throughout. I'll uh, I'll give you the field in this case, <clears throat> so I'll take okay. Mookie Freeman and Trey. Yeah, it, it's it's like one of those where it's like it's specifically it seems harder, <clears throat> but yeah, like you don't you just don't know. Um, okay, so I that's that's the, those are the ones that I pre-prepared. So I'm I'm winging it a little bit for this. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Now, wow, I didn't realize. Okay, I'm looking at the wrong thing. No wonder. Um, <laughs> I, ha- I I just thought I had a revelation, and it was amazing. Like, I was like, oh, my God, I just figured out something. Um, okay. So, now it's um, stolen bases. Um, so, is it going to be Trey Turner, who had 12, or um, – Cody Bellinger and Mookie Betts, who had six each in the first 54 games. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> uh, See, this is a fun one. I like this one. Yeah. Wait, are you implying the other ones aren't? No, you're right. You're right. I'll take Trey. Yep. No, that that's... I, I think if, if I had to choose, I probably would have picked him too. But, like, yeah, it's, it's one of those where... It's it's always hard because it's just one guy. Like you're putting all your yep. eggs in one basket. Um, okay. What about? Whew. Okay, so Max Muncy currently on the injured list. Um, he hit a walk off home run for Oklahoma City last night. That was his third game. He figured he could be back maybe this weekend. I don't know the timing there. But that uh, with his time missed, he. As of like cup like the weekend at some point he's he was still second in the National League in walks he still leads the team in walks by a wide margin so here I'm gonna go uh, more walks Max Muncy who had 34 walks 
Um, or Trey Turner and Cody Bellinger, who had a combined 36. The I, funniest part about this is, as I'm typing in, I don't know. I've been doing this a lot, but I've been typing munch for Muncie <laughs> so much. It's just funny. Just You're just a big Richard Balzer fan. so. <laughs> hmm. uh, I will take Cody and Trey in this category. Although, man, I'm taking... Trey Turner is becoming... Very important to my guesses so far. Right, you're you're basically like your Trey, like gonna have an MVP run, and then you're just gonna clean up all these. Um, let's see. Uh, let's let's go down to the pitching. So I this is it's harder than you think. Like, or it's not. I don't know if it's hard. So um, the the it's the Dodgers have basically had four starters like healthy the whole year and in one of those Tyler Anderson didn't even start the season as a starter um but like it the way they've performed have has been like upside down of perhaps what you would think um and uh, Tony Gonsal and Tyler Anderson have the two best uh ERAs and then and then it's Urias and then Bueller is is last of those four and Bueller specifically is struggling like he's had fastball issues and sort of scuffling a little bit here. Um, he went only two and a third uh, the other day. That was the shortest start of his career. So, yeah, there, he's working on stuff. But it's still, like, still, like, relatively, like, he's he's been, you know, bad. But not, like, so bad. Like, it's, it's not obvious injury bad or something like that. So, that said, uh, this seems like a, in the first 54 games, it was a pretty even matchup. Uh, strikeouts, um, Bueller and Urias had 98, Anderson and Gonsolin had 102 strikeouts. Do you, do you want one of those two groups? Um, should I just take Zach McKinstry <laughs> solo? Oh, the, the, wait, oh, you, so wait, you could get his hitting and pitching strikeouts. Maybe <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah. Although he's, he has to play like, uh, um, in fairness to to McKinstry, um, they did he he started one game at DH and he homered, so like he did uh, do that. Um, I'll take uh, Urias and Bueller. Yeah, I mean it's the safe it's the safer bet, but like it, maybe it's a it's a fun a more fun story. So now looking at that group, also uh, so even it's safer because like even given how they pitched, right? Like, Bueller still leads the team in innings. Uh, the, that group had 119 innings compared to uh, about 107 for Gonsal and Anderson. So uh, you're, you're sort of looking at that there. I'm trying to think here. Um, okay, um, here's one. <laughs> more, more walks in the second 54 games. Um, Tyler Anderson, who currently has six walks on the season – or Ryan Pepio, who's, who's started three times and has walked 11. <laughs> Do you want me to pick this one? Uh, yeah, I'm going to let you take this one because I that, so, that's a I, fun one. Gonna, I don't know how to handle it. I, I'm going to go Pepio just if he gets like, you know, two or three starts. And then So as we're recording this, Anderson uh, is on a 26-inning scoreless streak, so... Not you know it, you know it's always funny like it's that is a ridiculously long scoring streak, 
and he's still less than halfway to Oral Hershey's record. <laughs> which is, uh, like people were talking about Josh Hader, um, who's been just excellent in relief for Milwaukee, dating back to last year. He got up to 37 innings, and it's always tough for a reliever because even that, you're like, yeah, he still has to go like over 20 more innings. Like that's 20 times out because he's he's like a one inning guy basically. So it's always going to be like talk to me when he gets to like 48 or something, and then mm-hmm. it's more real. And then it, sure enough, he gave up a, uh, two runs last night. So okay, so uh, the other thing here, okay, so they've only had two players get saves this year. So, what about this one? Um, more saves in the second 54 games. Daniel Hudson, who had four. Um, Kimbrell had 11. Um, or um, everybody else except Kimbrell. <laughs> I'll take Hudson. All right. So, I get the non-Kimbrells. Oh, man. What if they go on a run with just so many three inning saves? God, I, I, I'd win even if I don't win the bet. Like that's that's we're all winners here. Okay, now let's think about let's think about strikeouts. Um, reliever strikeouts. <laughs> okay. Um, huh. Do do pitching a lot. Uh, okay. Considering, okay. Since they faced the exact same number of batters and they had the exact same number of strikeouts, this will, this will be simple. More strikeouts in the next 54 games. Alex Vesia, Daniel Hudson. They had, they both struck out 22. I'll, uh, I'll go all in one basket again and say Hudson. All right. Um, Let's see here. <laughs> oh, what about? Oh man. Okay. So they had. I'm just trying to look at this. Uh, one, two, three, four. Hmm. Five. Six, seven. So they had seven wins from relievers in the first. Although, you know what? I think it was eight, considering one of Tyler Anderson's wins was... I was trying to figure out a way to do this. Hmm. What if we go... Let's... Okay, I'll do this. Uh, More wins. Uh, Gonsolin and Bueller? Or... All the relievers. That counts like anyone pitching in relief. Relievers. All right. So that that just as a that was uh, twelve versus eight uh, in the first mm-hmm. fifty-four. So, so you have relievers. Um, I'm trying to think of more here. Um, any the any. Uh, category stand out to you any anything you're thinking about oh, uh, what about no i'm just excited for the daniel hudson show most more wins more strikeouts more saves <laughs> he's just gonna rack them all up um all right let's let's go 
Let's go back to the offense for a second here. Um, uh, let's see. All right, so Gavin Lux. I don't know if it's weirdly just because of how the lineup structured, because the, their best hitters are one, one, and one, two, three, basically. But Gavin Lux scored thirty runs, um, which was uh, which is third on the team. Um, and he's, he basically hits 8th and ninth, um, Mostly ninth. So I'm trying to think of a good one here. Um, um, more runs. Ooh. No, because this would be better if Rios was not hurt. Um, so let's... Ooh. Alright, let's do this. This is a weird one. Um, more... More runs scored. Uh, Gavin Lux. Or um, Will Smith and Hanser Alberto. Smith and Alberto. Alright. I, th- I think that's a good... This is a good amount. Uh we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We got twelve. Right. No, we have thirteen. We have a baker's dozen. There you go. Yeah. So, so when, we're gonna... when when does the 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 belly third end? When's the last game? <laughs> the belly third. Um, I love it. Um, looks like August seventh. That's the the. Uh, it's a Sunday. It's the. It's a home. Uh, series against the Padres. Uh, the last game of that series is the last. Is game one hundred and eight. So they, I guess, technically they could have a rain out that gets made up later or something. But yeah, it's that. Yeah, cool. That sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. All right. So before we move on, uh, I do have um, something about the first fifty-four games. Uh, Freddie All Freeman right. uh, had twenty doubles through Sunday. That, that was their fifty-fourth game. Putting him on pace for 60, that's the, be- the the fun part about first 54 games. It's the easiest thing to figure out pace. You just you just multiply by three. Um, the franchise record, mind you, is 52 doubles in a full season, uh, and that was done in Brooklyn. Um, no L.A. Dodgers got more than 49. Um, only three other L.A. Dodgers have hit at least 20 doubles through 54 team games, two in the Jacob era. Who are they? I will throw out an answer, and then we have questions from Craig after this. This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Only three L.A. Dodgers have had at least 20 doubles through 54 games. So any 54-game stretch, correct? No, uh, the first 54. Ah, okay. See, that's different. Doesn't actually change my guesses at all. Oh, well, in that case. Uh, (laughs) I mean... I'll give you a further hint. All the two in the Jacob era, yeah, uh, were in the two thousands. Mm. And I mean, by two thousands, I mean 
uh, the year starts with a two, not not just 20, uh, not just okay. two thousand two thousand. Okay, yeah. okay, you, you changed a couple of my guesses and you changed them right back. Thanks, yeah. pal. So actually, you know what's funny? The fact that it is actually the uh, the front third is going to alter one of my guesses, and I'm going to start with Cody Bellinger. No, he he hasn't. I don't think he's gotten. He hasn't really gone double heavy. I don't. I, I don't recall, but yeah, he's he's not on there. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm glancing at his, yeah. So he his best is 34 doubles in 2019 when he his MVP year. Yeah, and that uh, that was yeah. knowing how stacked that his his front half yeah, yeah, yeah. of that season was is why I was giving well, it a shot. The only thing is all those were home runs. Yeah, that's the, fair. In that's the 34 fair. games, yeah. So. Can't yeah, that's the fair. All right, so going back to someone who I know is more double heavy, I'll say Corey Seager. No, he didn't. Although he did hit, uh, he was he was very double centric. Uh, he was he oh, he did not. He had a um, I think Freddie Freeman, if I remember right, he had sixteen doubles in May, and I, I was looking back. I think um, Seager had a fifteen double month uh, recently, twenty nineteen. I want to say. All right. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't do the first fifty four. I'm up against the wall. You want All me right. to give you the years? Sure. Okay, so um, 2000 and 2015. Oh, oh no! <laughs> uh, I'm not even. I don't. Let's see. Also, 1970. If you want to, that was the first one. Okay. And the 1970 person hit for the cycle that year in the first 54 games. All right, so 2000. I'm not even begin thinking of. I only have one more strike to give, so I gotta, I gotta hit this. Right. Um, Gary Sheffield, Sean Green, Sean Green, Sean Green, Jerry. So one of those two. Give me one. You, uh, I didn't hear what you said first. I only heard the second one. So yeah. I'm giving you Sean Green. <laughs> um, Twenty three doubles in his first. Um, in the Dodgers for 54 games in 2000. Um, I'm just going to check here. For some reason, I wasn't letting me right-click, uh, so I have to type it in like a heathen. Um, okay, so that 2000 was Sean Green's first year uh, in uh, with the Dodgers. He hit 44 doubles that year. He led the American League with 45 doubles the year before. Uh, he hit, he's the one with the LA Dodger record of 49 doubles in 2003, but then in the years in between the two 40 double seasons, he had 49 home runs and 42 home runs and only 31 doubles. So, yeah. All right. Uh, this will be either I get it. Yeah, my last guess, uh, Andre Ethier. No, I believe he was hurt-ish by then, um, 2015. So, uh, it was Adrian Gonzalez. Okay. He had uh, 21 doubles uh, in two, in the first 54 games. That was the year where um, he had five home runs in the first three games of the season, but then he was also just, like, hitting – he was a doubles machine. Um, but that he only ended with 33 doubles that year, which is shocking. Um, he hit 41 the year before. He had, like, basically, you know – he hit 41, two, three, four times in his career. 
Um, and then the, do you have do you have an idea of the 1971 the hit for the cycle? Does that give it away? No. Is it a uh, is it a Davis? Is what? Is no, a, no, no. Okay. Then no, I don't. Wes Parker. Okay. Uh, who who led the National League with 47 doubles in 1970? He had 20 uh, through the first 54 games. That's great. Hey, you want some trivia? I do. Because our friend uh, uh, Craig Manami cooked up some for you, and we're it's time for questions from Craig. Five plus questions from Craig, leading off with some trivia for Eric. Ugh. <laughs> the Dodgers just passed the third mark of the season. Did you know that, Eric? <laughs> what? Third of the way through, and so far, seven Dodgers are on pace to play uh, 140 or more games this season. This week's trivia is all about the basic stat of numbers of games played by LA Dodger players in a season. You ready? Yeah. Five LA Dodgers since 1961, start of the 162-game season, have played 140 games at least seven times in their LA career. Who <laughs> are these daily Dodgers? How many Dodgers is it, did he say? Sorry. Uh, five. Five, okay. So Steve Garvey. I did it eight times. Yeah. He had uh, the National League. He still has the National League record for consecutive games, I think, 11-something. Um. Oof. So, uh, what is it? Seven seasons? Is that the? That is the cutoff. Yes. Seven with one forty. Okay. So, let's go. Pure longevity. Um, no, think, 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 think. Um, Willie Davis. Willie Davis leads the pack with eleven. Um, then. So, I don't know if he... No, he would have got this. Yeah, let's, I'm going to go Bill Russell. Bill Russell had seven. Yeah, he he played, I think, 19 seasons, maybe 18. Uh, but yeah, I, I know he was hurt. Some of those, but like I figured he was, he was bound to run into a few seasons with 140. Um, You're three for three so far, two left. Two left, okay. So, th- this is where it gets tricky, so... You have a sort of an everyday guy, and then so I'm less enthusiastic about this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, Matt Kemp. Matt Kemp with six just missed uh, it. All right, yeah. So, um, Eric Karos. Eric Karras with six? Excuse me, excuse me, eight, eight. <laughs> oh, okay. That was good. I, you, I, you are correct. I said it happily for a reason. I, I got worried the wrong for number. a second because then I, I remembered like 94 was like 111 games or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And then 95 was 144. I was like, oh, no. But then, uh, yeah. So, so you only have okay, one name so left and uh, this player had nine. Nine. Okay. Um, nine. Um. Good lord. Um, this is since 1961. Okay, okay. Um, why am I stalling? Um, ooh, nine. <laughs> what? Wait, is it Walker Bueller? Nine times? Uh, no, okay. Um, 
I'm just being stupid. Um, nine times. Huh. Look, you know what? I I don't know why I'm blanking out on this, but I'm going to say Andre Ethier. Andre Ethier had six. I'm going to give you Ugh. one more guess. Do you want the years? I'll give you years if you uh, want. I think that'll give it away. Let me think. Um, okay. Nine. Okay, so he he didn't do it. I, I'm going in my head here. Um, no on him. <laughs> this is just riveting. I know. Um, let's say... Oh, God. Okay. Um, no, because he got traded. Shoot, 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 shoot. Um, I don't even think this is going to be right. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to say Maury Wills. Uh, Maury Wills only did it six times. Ron Say. Damn it. All right. I should have done Say. (laughs) And he did it nine times, you say? Yep. God. I'm angry. I'm angry. There have been eight Dodgers who played 150 games five or more times in a season. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Can Eric name these everyday face players? Hint, uh, three played in the uh, the Jacob Waldgard era. All right. 150 games five times. So Garby for sure. Yep. Um, the funny part is, is I had already forgotten some of my answers. Um, so... If it's five, one, two, um, let's go, let's go back to the well with Ron Say. Ron Say with eight. Um, 150, um, just, okay, back to the longevity thing, Willie Davis. With seven. Um, okay, I'm going to go back to this uh, Maury Wills. No. Strike one. For some for some reason, his his 1962 season when they had the, the three-game playoff and he played 165 games, uh, it has extra weight in my brain for some reason. <laughs> and so, um, okay, so 150 games. Um, man, I... I think the 140 thing is screw me up. So I, let's. I'm going to go Matt Kemp here. I but I'm not confident at all. You should be because he had five. I'm just like I said. I knew it. Um, <laughs> so I just have one more. Uh, it's eight total. You're missing one, two, three, four. Oh God. Okay, that's too many. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, good lord. <laughs> Um, 150, okay, back, I guess, uh, another longevity pick, Bill Russell. Built with six. Um. So you're uh, missing three players, each have five. Um, Dusty Baker? No. One of the names on this list is kind of incredible, I think. Um. I don't know why this is like tripping me up so much. Um, 150 games, five times. Um, think here are yep. your hints. Uh, right. Someone who has at least once called uh, as a color commenter a uh, 
a Dodger game. Okay, a, so Kiaros. There. Uh, someone who uh, has been charged with every unsolved crime in New York. <laughs> Wait, that's Steve Sachs? Steve Sachs. And then uh, an actual, you actually have to maybe think about this a little bit. Uh, the remaining player did it five times and only played five seasons with the Dodgers. Oh, God. Okay. Um, five seasons. Um, no. Was, wait. Is it Sean Green? It is Sean Green. Nice. That was the name I think that was kind of incredible that, you know, yeah. five for five. Well, especially because he had, like, the, the shoulder thing. Yeah. Yeah. And just he was like, yeah, what a great five-year Dodger career. Well, it, you look at it too, like that was that was essentially a challenge trade because um, it was Mondesi for Green. Yeah, you know, and it was like you know they play the same position, like, and they basically got like the best years of Mondesi and then traded it for the best years of Green. It was like <laughs> one of the one of the better uh, moves. Yeah, he was he was incredible. There are six catchers since 1961 who have played 120 games in a season at least three times in their L.A. Dodger career. Who are these daily backstops? Um, is this is since 61. Since 61. So, uh, Roseboro. With six times. Uh, Piazza. Three times. Uh, Jaeger. Nope. Come on. <laughs> uh, Mike Sosha. Uh, yes, seven times. Uh, it's how many? It's three seasons. Is that the, that's the yep. cutoff? Yep. So Russell Martin. Four times. Yasmani Grandal. Three times, missing one. Mm. Mm. Jason Phil. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So this this is. Oh man, Paula Duca. Paula Duca. There you go. Nice. Well done. All right. Final question. Finally, it has not been common for a Dodger to play 150 games since Dave Roberts took over in 2016. Can Eric name these six players who have been on the field at least 150 times since 2016? Yeah, I th- I can't remember. I wrote about something about this recently, and. I don't remember the context. It was because of, um, like, just how often the regulars were starting and also the fact that, as of record, Freddie Freeman and Trey Turner have started all 55 games so far. Um, So it was in that, I believe, um, the last person to start that, that many games into the season for the Dodgers was Matt Kemp in, like, 2011. Um, I think he started the first 64 games, but that's not Roberts. Um, okay, so 150 games under Roberts. Yep. So 2016 on. Um, Corey Seager. Did it once in 2016. Cody Bellinger went 162. Uh, he did it twice, 18 and 19. Yeah. Um, uh, wait, how many players is it? I'm sorry. Uh, you have six players to name. Okay, so Adrian Gonzalez. Did it once in 2016. Yeah. Um, and then, um, okay, so Justin Turner, twice. Did it twice, yep. Yeah. Um, Missing ooh. two players. 
Chris Taylor. 2018. One player. Oh, God. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. Um, thinking here. 20. Ooh. Why is this so difficult? Um, let's think here. Um, thinking through it. Wasting time. Why? Oh, my God. Okay. Um, oh, wait. No. Max Muncy. Nope. I'm going to give you the year and one more guess. 2017. 17. Okay. Just thinking through this logically. Um, don't remember there. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Nope. I'm, why am I talking myself into and out of this? Um, is it... It's not uh, Kike Hernandez, is it? It is Yasiel Puig. Oh, damn it. All right. You did good. I'm proud yeah. of you. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. The Angels just lost their 13th straight game. That's the question. Which is uh, yeah. their all-time losing yes. streak record. Oh. Generally, teams that have that long a losing streak... Don't make the playoffs. So giving you each a mulligan, name another AL team that will be in the 16th playoff on the 4th of July, or do you want to double down on the Angels? Wait. Oh, in, in playoff position on the 4th of July, not not for the season? Uh, yes. Um, what are they? Let's. I think they're, on, they're not that far off right now. Not that I'm saying they're, yeah. they're good. So... Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm trying to pull up the standings here. So July fourth. Uh, this is I'm assuming f- through games of July fourth, right? Let, let's yeah, just I say think that. So. Okay. Um. Okay. So Angels are twenty-seven and thirty now. <laughs> Good lord, they were. Yeah, that's bad. Um. So they're a game and a half out of the third wild card spot. It's all, all three wildcard spots are AL East right now, which is fun. Um, oof. Um, good Lord. So the there are seven National League teams with a winning record, or a, a, with a non-losing record. Six American League teams with a non-losing record. That's brutal. Um, okay, so am I, is this recency bias? And I'm just saying that because the coming off a White Sox shutout of the Mighty Dodgers. I'm going to go White Sox. Okay. In, instead of the Angels. Right, you, I'm going to double down on the Angels because I don't remember the t- other five teams I've already picked. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's, that, that's as good of a strategy as any. Like, just, just wing it is what I say. All right. For the contest, Freddie Freeman is currently tied for seventh on the Dodgers with four home runs. At the end of June, will be he in the top three or bottom five of Dodgers who have hit at least one home run? Uh, so right now, top three is only six home runs. So, I mean, although there's like a billion people with six. Um, whew. He, mm, he will be in the top three. I guess I'll take the bottom. I was going to say top three too, but for uh, 
for it to be sporting. When you record this, I want you to, to note I'm doing this under duress. Unless <laughs> I end up being correct, and then I was bold in my little, cynicism. Little do people know I have a laser pointed at Jacob at all times <laughs> when recording this. Uh... <laughs> the Dodgers tend to stay away from promoting their most promising pitchers for a bullpen role. Given some depth issues, do either of you see an opportunity for someone like Bobby Miller or Gavin Stone, given their chance, especially if Blake Trinan is still out as the team reaches the All-Star break? Well, the problem is, like, they it's more like the, those guys could eventually settle into a relief role, like, but in terms of, like, pitching meaningful innings, like, it would be a Bueller situation in 20, uh, 2017, where they sort of brought him up in the in the last month and like tried him in the pen, and if it worked, like they would have had an extra arm in the playoffs. But like, I can't imagine a situation where they just go, they just bring up Bobby Miller and all of a sudden he's set up guy. You know, like it's there's going to be like that. Let's get him acclimated to the majors first, and and like something like that. Like Miller to me. Um, I mean, he certainly could. He's probably the most fitted for that. Maybe it's Pepio, honestly. Although his, his it his... needs to be Pepio because I have a, a con- another oh. contest of him making like a gazillion appearances. So that's got to yeah, happen. Well, Mate, let's get he, let's get a move on, Doc. Let's, he, let's make this he happen. Has, yeah, he has the stuff. So like, it, it, I think yeah, it, it's just a matter of like, but he still has to throw strikes. So like, and do you want that guy as a reliever? If, if, you're going to bring in a reliever who can't throw strikes, although the stuff is obviously great. Um, and then with, with Gavin Stone, he so he struck out 13 last night for AA. Since joining AA, uh, I think it's five starts, um, 37 strikeouts, uh, four walks, one run allowed. Um, so he's doing well. Um, he was fifth-round pick in 2020. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know if he's, he's, like, forcing his way into the picture for later in the season, but... Yeah, I, I think they just have a lot of guys who could sort of, I guess they could pitch their way onto the roster, but they're, they're also like sort of, you know, counting on is, is, a, is a strong word, but like you, you have like Dustin May potentially coming back, obviously Blake Trinan up in the air, but he's throwing again at least, so that's something. Um, and then like the other guys like Canely, I guess, is, is more long-term now. Uh, and then you're, I haven't heard anything on Dylan Batances, like what he's doing. Um, Pedro Baez. So like they have, I think they're just throwing a lot, a lot against the walls. But in terms of like the prospects, it's probably like Miller and Pepio have the best shot at like a bullpen type thing. Um, I, I just don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I it's going to be, it would take like a concerted effort. To like Miller, like probably has the the best upside of all of them, um, just like stuff wise. So he would be a guy, but they so they'd bring him in like in August or something, try him out in relief, and then work him into a role where he's like a sixth or seventh inning guy or whatever. Like, and then just see how it goes. But I, th- that could be the scenario, perhaps. But um, who knows? Like, uh, uh, but yeah, like th- those two are the guys I would I would look at: Pepio Miller. And finally, today's recording is taking place near the lunch hour. Well, for me it is, for you. Right. Not so much. Lunch is when you make it. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. 
So my question, are you more likely to eat leftovers in the fridge, make something like a sandwich, or go out specifically to get some takeout? And is lunch the least planned meal of your day? No, it is the most planned meal of my day. It is my main meal. I eat big lunch, small dinner, frequently skip breakfast. Uh, and I, it does tend to, salad tends to be kind of like, like if I'm in a good rhythm of life that, you know, figure out and plan out a really nice salad, maybe, uh, maybe some sort of a lentil pasta dish, sometimes a sandwich. Um, and then a, I do have a, I go out for hot wings at Jefferson's in Lawrence about once a week. Uh, and that's always a delicious lunch. I go through phases on this. I think breakfast is my most planned meal. It's the one I like enjoy cooking the most. Um, lunch rarely involves cooking. Um, for me, at least. Um, it's usually like, it's either leftovers or like if I'm eating at home, uh, it could that could be a simple, like you said, like a salad or um, eat just like a can of tuna with like, uh, salsa or something or just some random thing like that or, or sandwich. Like I think literally today I'm going to have a sandwich for lunch. Um, and then, but then it's also, um, a very common like takeout option as well. So yeah, I, that's a, that's a good question. I, but yeah, I think I lean, I lean toward it's all like the work day is a weird thing because during the season, like there's really, there's no real schedule. <laughs> like the games are at night for the most part. And then, so you're just sort of, there's more time to maybe sort of do something during the day for me at least. Um, but then again, sometimes I might be behind on planning or writing or dealing with something. So it just, sometimes it falls by the wayside lunch does. So then, but then I guess it's, it's a matter of like planning too. Like if you just have stuff available, um, that makes it easier to make better decisions on food rather than, Oh, I guess I'm going to go get takeout. And then it's just like this cycle that keeps repeating. But, um, yeah, so, but I will have a sandwich today. I do have some carrots in there, so I'll probably eat that as well. So I'm saying this on record to hold me to this and, uh, I will not provide a follow-up, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. We're all done. That's the lineup for this. Whoa. Week. Yep, I'm going to line up some carrots and uh, eat them. And thanks for listening, everybody. And go eat lunch. Um, Go eat whatever meal you want to eat, depending on what time of day it is. But thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Bye.